whatever you're going to do, you have to do it daily. Whatever that activity is that's going to push you further, you can't do it on odd days, even days. You've got to make the commitment to do it daily. Best ever listeners, do you want to make more money on your real estate projects? Well, I'm guessing that I'm hearing you say, oh yeah, baby. (laughs) Well, guess what, my friends? Today's best ever sponsor, Fund That Flip, is working with well, one of our previous best ever guests who has the most po- one of the most popular episodes, Jay Scott. If you aren't familiar with this episode, then go check that out, episode 217. If you are, because you're a loyal best ever listener, then you know that he knows how the heck to both analyze deals, especially flips, how to optimize the profits on those flips and how to look at the market. Because of that, Fund That Flip, today's sponsor, has worked with him and put together a guide that is the seven tips to increase your real estate profits in today's market. Go check that out, go get that guide. I've read through it myself. I've learned a lot of things from it, from how to analyze the market cycles, as well as how to optimize profits and not lose money or mitigate your risk for losing money on your deals go check it out fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever that's f-u-n-d-t-h-a-t-f-l-i-p.com forward slash best ever you're going to learn the tools to better understand your local market and position your business for success you're going to know how to analyze the real estate cycle and how to use short-term investing to capitalize on the market cycle and seven concrete, actionable tips to make more money on your deals. Fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is a show where we cut out the fluff and we only talk about the best advice that moves your real estate investing business forward. This is the world's longest running daily real estate podcast. And with us today to help us keep the momentum going, Linda Libatori. How you doing, Linda? I'm good. How about you? I'm doing good as well and looking forward to diving in with you. Linda is the president and founder of Secure Pay One, which is a quality service providing beneficial assistance for real estate investors. We'll get specifics as far as what that means. She's assisted more than 50 real estate portfolios encompassing over 1,000 units and has a 98% client retention rate. She's conducted 1,000 plus seminars on software applications for property management and desktop productivity. And she's based in Schaumburg, Illinois, which is near Chicago. And you can say hi to her and look at her company a little bit more at Secure Pay One. With that being said, Linda, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Sure. Thank you for that really nice introduction, Joe. We started the business probably, gosh, probably seven years ago. And as you know, and you dive deeper with all your guests, Through that time, we've evolved. Our role has evolved. You always have, I'll call it the business plan, all the research you do, and then reality strikes, (laughs) and you have to zig and zag accordingly. So I'd say we are probably the number one tenant communication and payment assistance. So we're a little bit different than a management company. That's what makes us like so unique. So we support people that are growing their real estate portfolio 
and do not want to flip over control, if you will, to a full management company. Mm. So they use us as the form of a virtual assistant. We have landlords, I'll call it across the nation. In fact, we have some across the big pond. (laughs) So they, for one reason or another, in those cases, some that have gone on to, let's say, Europe, they may have just a few couple investment properties. And then we have others that are out of state and they've selected us to be the liaison with their boots on the ground team, their leasing agent. And then we handle all the servicing. We're the main point of contact for the client, for meaning the resident. Okay, that's helpful. So you're not the management company. Your ideal client would be someone who's got a handful of rentals or more. They've been self-managing and the paperwork and the time commitment that it's taking to do all of it is becoming cumbersome. So you're now able to work with them and you handle some of the tenant communication and then also get them paid on the rent. Absolutely. And let me add a couple things to that description. So we are the main point of contact. So we are for somebody that no longer wants to be the main point of contact for their resident. So it's not some, it's everything. I guess you could say technically not everything because we're not the leasing agent. But once that lease is signed, it's our phone number that's given out. It's our email. We become their point of contact. So that relationship really is with landlords. When you say a handful, certainly they start that way. But like we have ones that have gone from three to 60 in a couple of years. So it's for people that are realizing, identifying where the weak areas are in their system and outsourcing, I'll call it the lowest level tasks, but some very important tasks like collecting the money. What are your fees? We do it on a fixed income, so we don't charge it based on the rent. So our standard fee for one month, one unit would be $50. So if your average rents are $1,000, if we say nationwide on affordable housing and the average rent is probably at $1,000, we'd be coming in at like 5%. Mm -hmm. So as you know, most full service management would be 10%. And then one other important distinction is we don't pay their bills. So while we coordinate with the maintenance team, I think this is a really important distinction, Joe. I'm just going to maybe back up that comment. So when we don't pay the bills, it means a couple things. So to an investor, it's a very big selling point, I'd say, because those investors that aren't looking for full service are looking to remain in control. They want to do it all themselves. As you said, they're finding themselves being buried, and they still want to be the one in total control, but they see that they're losing control, right? So if they bring in someone like us and they still get to pull all the strings, they get to use their favorite plumber, they get to use maybe their father-in-law for the handyman, it doesn't matter to us. They provide us those lists of service people when we start, all their contact information. They have to be able to get a hold of someone, of course. So if they give us that full list, and then we have a free web-based application that was built for us as a company and I put it up against the big ones <laughs> at Folio or Property where it tracks maintenance, tracks payments. So it's a transparent process to them, but even more so those liking to be in control, like everything we get is emailed to them throughout the day. So it's not somebody that's 
going to be off to Aruba and never wants to see their properties again. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Okay. When we're talking about the leases, you don't do anything with the lease and you don't pay the bills, but you're the main point of contact for the resident and you coordinate with the vendors if there's a toilet that needs to be fixed. And then you email the bill to the owner and then they coordinate payment directly with the vendor, right? Absolutely. Yep. That describes the process. Okay. What are the main time consuming aspects of your team's job? Oh, uh, come on. <laughs> I know you know this one. Well, probably one of our very first clients when you asked, like, what was our original business plan versus now? You know, we thought we'd be collecting money only. ACH, to be honest, we thought it was going to be all ACH seven years ago, which we know that's not true, right? And there's certain markets that may never be true if they're non-bankable. But one of our first clients, a big owner of a real estate agency that had investment property, and he said, he looked to square at me across the table, and he said, let me ask you something. He said, would you take those calls for me? He said, would you take that 30-minute call full of drama and get it down to a concise two-minute email. I said I could do it, <laughs> which, of course, I didn't know what I was promising at that time, especially for the price I was given. If you know anything about ACH and transactions, you know that's a pretty low-cost item, right? And the wholesale market, let's say, from the banking perspective, when you start answering calls, that <laughs> that's a whole different game. So, yes, that what's the most time-consuming thing my staff is doing? is getting those calls, watching for the legalities of those calls. You know the rental process is a very big legal process, and we have to deliver a lot of, I'll call it bad news, right? Mm -hmm. So when people don't pay or something isn't going to get fixed, maybe in their lease it says they're supposed to fix it, you know, single-family homes, a lot of times the repair is on the resident. So we kind of have to do a lot of delivering things that people don't necessarily want to hear. Do you do the eviction process? We assist with it. So when you talked about a couple of things, when you said you guys don't do the lease, well, we kind of do at the renewal time. As long as they provide that legal document, because as you can imagine, even right here in Chicago, Chicago is different than what we refer to as Lake County. That's anything outside of Cook County might be a different lease. So when it comes to the legal process, with the evictions, as long as they can give us, I'll call it kind of their attorney to deal with, or give us, let's say, their three-day notice, their five-day notice, they can give us a template, we can fill it in. Now, as you know, in most counties, you have to have that served. So then, again, I'm looking for their boots on the ground. If they can give me the contact, we go ahead and get it to them so that they can print it and go serve it. We do this for a lot of people, so we do do it, but I'm saying ours is a partnership, and if they're willing to provide us the appropriate documents, we're more than willing to do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's been a main challenge that you've had as you've scaled this company to 1,000-plus units? Let's just say it's the passion of working with each landlord and trying to help them meet their goals. It's been enlightening to see all the different approaches as how they go out there. So I see it as a challenge and it's been somewhat of a success 
because what it's done is evolved us to more of a consultant role, not intentionally, but just saying, Joe does it this way, and I see how successful he's done it. Have you considered doing this? So we do get a lot of different methods. And so challenging, I would say, would be the training of a new employee has been very challenging. And yet they pick it up real quickly, but there's no manual I can just give them, right? Because if Joe does it different than Mary, (laughs) and I'm a big process person. To me, process wherever I can reduce time on a task. And we do do a lot of texting. And that, again, cuts across all socioeconomic levels. So that's the best way to reach people, and we found that that saves us money, of course, if we can do that. We've tried to add, like, electronic forms to fill out some of the maintenance to get them to, let's say, quantify things versus just saying, you know, there's this big leak, you know, things like that. So we've looked at process where we can make things more repeatable to save everybody money and time and get a more accurate assessment of what's going on, you know, at the building. When you take a look at your business and you you started your own company, Secure Pay One, what's been something surprising that you've come across? And how long have you had your company, just for context? About seven years. Seven years. Okay, for seven years, you're now at 1,000 units. What surprised you about this? If I take you all the way back in time, I could go with, I don't know if it's a surprise or a mistake or advice. (laughs) One of the things I did, I did a lot of, I'll call it pre-exploration before I started the company, you know, looking at other businesses, trying to look around. But what was a real disadvantage to me is that I was not already a property manager or already a real estate agent. So I am a licensed real estate agent and I have been for years and I had worked with some investors over the years. But what it means to somebody starting a business is I didn't, let's say, bring my book of business. Does that make sense? So like a lot of times somebody leaves a property management company and they spin off and go start their own down the block, let's say, or in a different market. So it was really, really painful and tough when I first started to get my first client. Actually, my first client came from a reference from the bank. So the ironic part is the bank trusted me and gave me an ACH tool that basically can take money out of anybody's account anywhere, but I didn't have a client that was going to give me their property to take care of. So my very first referral came from there. So I spent a lot of painful time. I feel like I was slow out of the gate, and I wasn't in sales before I started. Remember, as you read, my background was in training and technology and trying to simplify a data analysis. And so, yes, I like people, but it's different than selling and selling yourself and selling your own company. That was a big struggle. What's your best real estate investing advice ever? Uh, I'm a big daily person. Whatever you're going to do, you have to do it daily. Whatever that activity is that's going to push you further, you can't do it on odd days, even days. You've got to make the commitment to do it daily. What's an example of how you've played that out in your own life? I would say reaching out, like when I first started, when I was describing that pain, I had to make many cold calls, very, very cold calls, and just couldn't give up, just had to keep going. I would say that one of the most successful things we find with these tenants is 
all across the country, but our communication is consistent. We have a whole, like, I'll call it kind of a communication method of mailing, email, text. So it's that consistency, if you will, that we try to be sure. Now, we don't do it daily. (laughs) They'd be hanging up on us, right? Mm -hmm. But we do build a process that we're going to commit to. And in our case, it's the monthly cycle, but making sure you're consistent. We make sure even to the point of the mail, no different than your utility bill, gets there on the exact same day. It's not like when I feel like mailing it. We make the commitment to a specific day so that when they open that mail that day, they can expect it there. What's something now that you still do daily? Well, I don't know if you want me to say this, but (laughs) I say I'm a podcast and a book junkie. And so the education of the industry, I'm absolutely committed to every single day. I'm in probably eight real estate associations here locally, and I go to those meetings. Now, that's not daily, but to add value to those meetings, I have to do the research and the education and the self-education, and that's every single day. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) I think so. (laughs) Well, we're going to have to do it either way. (laughs) All right. I'm ready. All right. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Best ever listeners, Matt Bowles, who was a guest on episode 289. His company, Maverick Investor Group, has a special report just for you on how to avoid the seven biggest mistakes in real estate that investors make in the 2016 boom cycle. Get yours free at maverickinvestorgroup.com forward slash best ever. That's M-A-V-E-R-I-C-K investorgroup.com forward slash best ever. Best ever book you've read. I'm going to go with, this is a new one, and I'm a big reader, but I'm going to go with, uh, it, well, it's not that new, but I mean, it's not a classic. I'm going to go with the 10X with Grant Cardone. I can relate to that. And best ever listeners, I've had Grant on the show before, so you can go check out episode 190. He talks about using a video LOI that netted him $20 million in profit, episode 190. Best ever personal growth experience, and what'd you learn from it? Uh, I probably didn't realize it at the time, but I would say it changed my life. Is Back in about 2001, I was exposed to a web-based application. That was new, obviously, very new at the time. So I sat down and I researched it to the point where I found the owner of that company and went and pitched myself for a job there because I was so impressed and awed by it. And basically, that was a startup out of New York City. And the rest is kind of history. (laughs) Best ever deal you've done? I'm going to say that I invest a little bit, but I'd say it's how we've supported. And somebody just most recently, she's been a new client with us probably about nine months. And she had a building coming up for a purchase. And here in the Chicago area, we have some areas that are more challenging and there's some bigger numbers to be made on it. And she got us that rent roll, and we helped her get out welcome letters, everything, literally the day after closing. And we got an increase already coming up for August 1. So that was a big accomplishment for her. Best ever way you like to give back? I'm actually just hooked up with our local college here. They have an entrepreneurial program for actually young men and women. And they run kind of a small shark tank takeoff. 
So I have volunteered to go out there and to do some working with the students, if you will, to kind of get them psyched. What's the biggest mistake you've made so far in real estate? Oh, my goodness. Where would I start with that? <laughs> you don't have enough. <laughs> you and I 30 both. More minutes. <laughs> 30 more minutes I need for that one. Uh, the biggest mistake, I guess I'd go back to that first story. I don't know about if it's in real estate specific, but start a business. I really wish I had the first one signed on the dotted line before I, let's say, open the doors. And I don't know if it would have just been a confidence booster, but trying to get that first one was very tough. What's something that you've evolved in your business that you weren't focused on as much when you launched it? Um, I would say uh, this is a good learning experience with the legal aspects of it. You never want to have a tenant be able to quote you the laws in that state. So, yes, I think we're much more sensitive to requiring having a lease. When we first started, remember, we were a web-based application, so we didn't necessarily need the lease to enter the information. Basically, if you step back, if you're an investor, all I needed from you was what date do I start collecting, how much do I collect, what's the terms of the lease, right, what's the phone and contact, but didn't realize when we took that shift with the phone calls you would just think, oh, that's a simple call. They're just going to call in their toilet and that's it and the next call. But all of a sudden, you know, you have humans involved in this business and they can begin to ask things that, as I said to you before, we had to refer back to the lease to see what was covered. So I'd say that's an area that I didn't anticipate. Certainly ups the risk factor. And so now we're definitely very uh, sensitive to having that lease in hand when we get started. What's the best place the best ever listeners can reach you? Uh, well, everywhere. We're, we're on LinkedIn, Linda Liberatory, as you said it. And uh, Secure Pay One is the name of the company. We're on Facebook, Twitter. We have a YouTube channel. So we're everywhere. We have a electronic newsletter that goes out once a month. One of the employees has been filming that for us for a couple of years, so she does a great job. We're pretty much everywhere. <laughs> I'll give my cell cell number too, I guess, just to, my cell number would be 847-436-9006. Well, best ever listeners, recommend checking Linda's company out if you are looking to start automating the process as a buy and hold investor but don't want to give up the reins entirely to a property management company. Sounds like a a really interesting option. Linda, thanks for talking about your business because normally I like to not have it as focused on someone's business because I don't want the self-promotional stuff, but you by no means did that. I was just genuinely interested in your company because it's a business model that I haven't come across before. And anytime I find myself in one of those conversations. I'm fascinated. I'd love to dig into how you make money, what you said. You get 50 bucks for every unit, at least for one unit. Perhaps there's economies of scale. We didn't really talk about that. But just the overall, hey, this is what we offer and this is what we get. Because as real estate investors, we're all entrepreneurs in some level. Even buy and hold investors, we're entrepreneurs because quite frankly, when we buy a property and hold it, we're buying a business if we're thinking about it the right way. So thanks so much for digging in there, talking about how you launched it, lessons you've learned in customer service, as well as the legal aspects and leases. 
and hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. Well, thank you so much, Joe. Best ever listeners, Matt Bowles, who was a guest on episode 289, his company, Maverick Investor Group, has a special report just for you on how to avoid the seven biggest mistakes in real estate that investors make in the 2016 boom cycle. Get yours free at maverickinvestorgroup.com forward slash best ever. That's M-A-V-E-R-I-C-K investorgroup.com forward slash best ever.